0: Time for another episode of the Cultural Hall, as the mo the music will tell you, it is an Articles of News and no Temple Ticker in this Articles of News. It's just a whole lot of news with me and Mr. Mayor, and I want to tease some news. I went to a podcast conference. I want to tease you guys with some stuff that's coming up. We're going to talk about fourteen things that you didn't know that uh, Latter Day Saints invented. I'm going to contend that it was only eleven things. Three of the things you definitely did know. Uh, We're also going to talk about jumbo ears at hoop-up days. So stick around for the news, Mr. Mayor. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Hey, those 14 things that we invented, could we also have a list of 14 things that people think we invented, like Uh, Jell-O? Listen, here's the deal. If you want to pitch that story to LDS Living, without a doubt, I know they will pick it up and run with it.
1: Yeah, that probably is true. Now, let's...
0: go ahead i was gonna say and since you're a writer why don't you write it yourself mr mayor
1: well actually i've been working on another project that you might find interesting okay. i've been doing this over a few years but i realized i have a whole bunch of them now and i'm trying to decide what to do with them i have these little articles i've written about the history of hymns and then my feelings about mm-hmm. those particular hymns so i don't know i'm trying to decide what to do with it i got about 15 right now i'm like i could do quite a bit oh with, with uh, 15 articles on the history of hymns i don't know what maybe i'll just keep them on my blog or maybe i'll i'll throw well, some well, on facebook you, from time if to you time. were to
0: read them how uh how long do you think that they are uh like uh in seven, minutes, seven minutes maybe
1: five minutes seven minutes
0: maybe what we do here we go i'm going to give you way more work than you ever oh wanted. man <laughs> maybe maybe what we do is one of two things maybe one we do an entire episode about some of the different histories of the hymns okay that's my that's my first thing two maybe we don't do that at all maybe we come up with for a short time a sub-series of the cultural hall called are you ready for it are you ready i've already got the name okay hear him oh there you go (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's actually really good i know it's brilliant like if I may. you are brilliant if I, if I may say as long as you don't think about things too much yeah if i overthink <laughs> it we're done yeah it's uh but you should definitely i mean yeah, there's I'll a place for that. that and and the editorializing of like seven to ten minutes perfect if you were like and i have an hour and a half dissertation about nope no one cares <laughs> yeah and, and i'll edit knowing that we'll bring them on like I write
1: these mostly for me, so mm-hmm. they're likely. I got to go through if I'm going to actually present them to an audience. I probably there's probably things in them that no one cares about. So you know, like when
0: I was in fifth grade, and everyone's like, "I didn't know that he did that in fifth grade. I didn't even know who this person is." Yeah, who cares? So yeah, yeah, we'll we'll work on that. We got dots in here. Nobody cares. P.S. That reminds me of the latest Jurassic Park movie. Man, that's too much. I didn't watch um, the whole thing. Oh, I'll,
1: I I'm done with the, I, it was okay. It, yeah. was, it was a good way to close it out. I mm-hmm. thought I'm, I'm, I hope they don't do another. Yeah. but This finished off the finished off this latest series of them. The first of the three was mm-hmm. wonderful. Yes. Thought, hey, Jurassic park is back. This is great. Then they did number two and I thought, oh, this is okay. But it's leading to a third. Let's wait for the third, and then I'll judge the second. And then they did the third, and I'm like, I'm just glad it's over.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I I wanted very badly for this latest um, Jurassic Park to be like Cobra Kai has been. Yeah. You know, that love letter where everything pays off, and you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they... And they did bring a a lot of those uh, characters back, spoiler alert, from the original Jurassic Park. But, man... I made it 20 minutes on an airplane and I just was like, this is too I don't there's a hundred stories going on here. I don't so, know why I care about those people. I don't know why he's there and that's that and why this and why aren't we addressing this? So What's was that moving? on your
1: way to Dallas or
0: from Dallas? Uh my way home because on my way home, I couldn't just fly Dallas to Salt Lake, Salt Lake to Dallas like I did uh going out. On my way home, I flew Dallas to Detroit. Uh, And then I flew to Salt Lake.
1: Apparently, I've realized that um, you coming to Texas means I need to leave Mm -hmm. because it sounds like every time you come, it's always when something crazy happens. And I should know crazy bad weather when whenever you come to. because the first time you came, right, you were stuck. in here. You weren't even stopping in Texas, right? You were yep. on their way through mm-hmm. and you got stuck. How long were you stuck in the Dallas airport during like our big
0: th- freeze? Like 39 hours when the whole state of Texas <laughs> shut down because they went, what is this? Oh, snow. We don't know what to do with snow. They call it snowmageddon around here. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And uh, so you were here during snowmageddon. Uh-huh. And, then, and then you finally decided to come back for this podcast movement again. And what happens? Flooding. It floods. Did you did you get stuck somewhere because of flooding?
0: No, no, here's the most interesting thing about that because I hadn't actually been paying attention to the news. Uh, I get into Dallas the morning uh after the massive amounts of flooding. And um there, there you could tell that it rained, right? There was some debris in the streets, and you could tell it was probably a pretty intense storm. But I just was like, Oh, it must have rained last night. I know Texas doesn't get you know, a whole ton of rain. Especially so, especially um, this I, year. Yeah, I bet they're really glad for it. Blah, 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 blah Right, and uh and then um I think I posted about it on social media, and several people were like, "How's Texas? Are you all right?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "What? What?" Mm, there's more interest in this Texas thing this time. So I hopped on uh, on the TV and checked it out, and was like, "Oh, yo! Know, apparently, there were parts of town that were just submerged." You must have flew in
1: through Dallas Fort Worth Airport.
0: Yes, because. Dallas Love Airport
1: got shut down. Maybe it was the day before you came in, though. Yeah, Monday. You flew on on Tuesday. Nope, Monday. Monday. Oh, okay. So Monday. So Monday morning, I was flying out from Austin. I I stopped in Houston, and 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 when I got to Houston, I everyone was saying there was all this flooding at Dallas Love Airport, and uh, because people were like going crazy trying to, I'm like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. People trying to get on different flights and whatever. Yep. And apparently that morning, Dallas Love shut down for a while, not forever. They yep. just they just got to get everything out. It
0: didn't shut down forever. No, not forever. <laughs> I mean for the the whole day. I know. I just appreciated that clarification. It didn't shut down forever. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, good. It's it's <laughs> good. still not shut okay. down. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Good. What's uh besides the writing uh, the Hear Him series? And, uh, you know, traveling a little bit for work. What's new with you? Anything?
1: Uh, no, I've got, uh, so there, I, I talked to you offline last time. Mm-hmm. There's an announcement I'm going to have, and we'll do it on articles of news as soon as I get something scheduled, but it uh, applies to my health. No one freak out. Mm-hmm. I, but I've got some doctor visits coming up. I'll explain in more detail as soon as I get some things scheduled and 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 I have some things in place. So that's a tease for maybe you don't even care. Some a future episode where I'll, I'll discuss kind of a journey I've been on and I'm going to be on. And then maybe we can talk about that more. So it has to do with my weight.
0: Yeah. Know. Now everyone knows what it is. See, the appor- I also learned this, Andrew, you have to give just enough so that people are curious. Yeah. But if you give maybe, too much, maybe
1: maybe I'm maybe I'm talking about seeing seeing if I can get to 600 pounds maybe yes. that's
0: my journey that i'm well so you get myself up now you've 600. done it again you've given too much information and now we <laughs> oh mr mayor uh I, so so not a whole ton here uh coming into a little less busy season uh as far as the events and stuff like that go still have a bunch of cool things uh coming up now we get into like the the fall uh like, uh, you know, um, harvest festivals and, you know, street uh, fairs and that kind of stuff. Oktoberfest.
1: You're probably going to go up Snow Basin like uh, 15 it's, times in the it's, next, like, five Snow
0: weeks, Wiesen at uh, Snow Basin. Uh, and, yes, I'll be up there for a few wearing my lederhosen or lederhosen. I'm not sure which way you actually pronounce it. But, um, yeah, doing that, I've got uh, a good friend of mine is getting married. So that actually is tremendous pressure when you are a part of the line for your buddy and you're asked to play the music and keep the party going, it's like your gift to that person. Because... Are you going to set
1: up the DJ thing right in the
0: line? So yes. So I don't I, have to move. That's <laughs> perfect. You should, you should set it up right there.
1: People come up and you're like, you're like, Hey, great to meet you. Also, do you have any requests?
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what was your request? Oh, you're just saying hello. Nice <laughs> to meet you too. Uh, yeah, no, but I mean, that to me, it's funny. Uh, earlier this summer, I did uh, my sister-in-law's wedding. Family weddings, way more pressure than oh, random yeah. stranger that you're just doing the wedding for. Oh, I'm sure. Because that's how I would think.
1: Like, yeah. it's we- It's weird if I'm singing in front of someone. I can sing in front of 30,000 people. I've never done that, but I wouldn't have a problem with mm-hmm. that. As long as I knew none of them. I didn't know any of them. Yep. But as soon as I have like my friends and family, it could be ten of them and I'd be like, oh yeah, clench up, tighten up, can't do
0: this. I don't know why that is. But- uh well, it's because you have to see those people again. That's, yeah. that's what I that's, right. that's what I've figured out. Um, And then also this morning, already up as we were recording this early in the morning, this will go later this week. uh, I've already been up, been to the driver's license division of the Utah Department of Transportation and got my driver's license, which if you're open that early. Oh, yeah. They start doing appointments at seven in the morning. And it's great in the door by 7 a.m. There was a line out the door by 7, 11 a.m. Wow. Got the license renewed because I didn't know it was expired until I traveled. And they were like, hey, this is expired for several months. And I went, oh, oh okay. yeah. It uh, and then also be your birthday, right? It's your birthday. No, right? no, it was not. It my was birthday. not. No, I thought they did your birthday. And and, and maybe they did. I don't know. Uh, but but who remembers like an, an off year birthday that that's uh. when your driver's license is going to be. Because you only have a birthday every other year. No, I have no, no, but what I mean by that, <laughs> yeah, I'm still waiting for the Dallas Love Airport to reopen and then I'll get my driver's license. Uh, no, but you'd think that they would make it on like your monumental years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you start to question things when you're 40. So you, oh, is my driver's license expired? Of course. Yeah, then I'll go get it. no. Yeah. So you're
1: going to have your ex- existential life crisis and mm-hmm. make sure you get your driver's license. That's yes. Perfect yes perfect
0: not the case i'm not 40 and uh i i got it done but i had the full beard until uh yesterday when i was like oh yeah i got my picture that i gotta get taken so yeah i've been saving this now since
1: you brought this up what the i want to swear what the heck is what the heck is going on with your face
0: i uh so two things uh driver's license photos and my life are two of my favorite things. When I first turned 16, I had a bow tie on in my original driver's license photo. And then when I had to get my driver's license, uh, cut up because I had too many points and I had to forgo my license at like 16 and a half, I got to take another driver's license photo. And, uh, and so this shirt that I'm wearing, I have had since I was in the eighth grade so Patreon, Ooh. Patreon Saints, it's worth checking out and becoming a Patreon Saint. Go to Patreon.com forward slash The Cultural Hall. It's so threadbare that you can almost see through it. Oh, I totally can because it it is. It is a good amount of years. Eighth grade, literally. I bought it at the Deseret Industries on 94th South and 7th East. It's not there anymore. When I was in eighth grade with my paper route money, my friend Corey Zinke and I fought over this shirt. I won, and I still wear it and still have it. And uh, also then the facial hair had the full beard until last night and decided to, to shave massive mutton chops on either side They're the big old lamb chops. Yeah. Big, 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 big. You went really for it. The Fu Manchu for the mustache. And then I decided to make the sharpest, most diagonal triangle (laughs) flavor saver I could possibly create. You know, for as liberal as you are, you look pretty right wing. Well, listen... (laughs) <laughs> when, I dro- when I drove into the uh, driver's license division, I had several flags hanging off the back of my car. And when I left the driver's license division this morning, I peeled out and said, America, and drove directly home. I'll shave it as soon as we get done here and then be able to just go. One of day. the flags was a, a
1: big snowflake with a big um, rattle, uh, s- snake in it that says, don't tread on me, please.
0: Yes. <laughs> someone make that. Someone make that flag. Uh, yeah. So just, you know, doing the things. So summer, we're supposed to have a uh, another heat wave here. So great. great. Uh, yeah.
1: Well, it's, it's supposed to get warm again here. I'm like, there was an nice break that I didn't get to participate in because I was in Buffalo and D.C. Mm. during all the rain and cool. And now it's just getting hot. And because it rained. The humidity is through the roof. So I literally walked out this, out the front door this morning, and my glasses is just
0: immediately Fog up. fogged yep. up.
1: So that's where we're dealing with here in Texas now.
0: And then you turn right around and you're like, nope, yeah. nope, yep, I'm not doing I'm coming that. Coming right back in the house, negatory. That we'll spend happen. a lot of money on AC. I don't care. We're just yep. gonna keep it
1: running. It'll keep the humidity down, keep the heat down. Perfect.
0: Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to do actual articles of news. So we'll just do this break here and then a whole truck ton of news because we haven't done news for a while. Got a lot of catching up to do. Jumbo ears. Jumbo ears at whoop up days. See, the best thing about this
1: is uh-huh. I didn't prepare very many news or articles uh-huh. and I just get to listen to you read me
0: news articles. Oh, I'm not going to read them. I'm going to retell them to you. Oh, retell we'll, them. We'll do them. that coming up in the second block of the articles of news of the Cultural Hall. <laughs>
1: When you need creative, affordable design, let it be
0: Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit Lennondesign.com. If you've ever thought about starting a podcast and, well, you just don't know what to do, I would encourage you to reach out to me. Now, I am at Richie T. Stedman on all the social medias. You can find and follow me there. Uh, You can also send me an email, Stedman at gmail.com, if you'd like to know more about what uh, I do as far as being a podcast coach and consultant. consultant. But let me just say this. May I say this? Almost 600 episodes under my belt. I could certainly be able to help you. Now, let me say this as well. I know a lot of you are thinking, well, listen, I I don't know that I'm ever going to get thousands of followers. Here's the best part about podcasts. Sometimes they can just be for fun. Other times they can be for really small niche audiences and you can make a truck ton of money. We can talk about it, how you could do it, if you would like. You can reach out to me at Richie T. Stedman, wherever you find me, or certainly if you send me a message at the cultural hall, I'll be able to answer it there as well. Have you you considered starting a podcast? Reach out to me. Hi, friends. Dan, the Laptop Man here from PC Laptops with breaking news. Windows 11 is now here. It's fast and it's beautiful. So let's make sure your computer's ready to run it. Bring your PC into any PC laptops right now at PCLaptops.com. PCLaptops.com. Here in the second half of Articles of News, we do actual Articles of News. Uh, everybody, can you scoot and make a little bit more room? Uh, we're going to let uh, Peter go ahead. You need room for your guitar? Okay, hit it, Peter. You can't lose articles of news. And away we go. Uh, I want to start. He's here. always here in the room with us. And then he never says anything more other than that. It It's the way it should be. You don't always have to have a musical number and then that person speak from the musical number. They can just be the musical number.
1: By the way, that's going to happen to me in the next few weeks. I'm going to sing and speak.
0: Yeah. See, you don't need to do that. You should do one or the other. Yeah, but I'm going to do both because what? I
1: have. I have a particular thing I'm going to do. Is it called Hear Him? <laughs> it could be. It actually is in relation to that.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely. Wo- you're welcome to steal that joke. Just attribute it to me and tell people about the cultural hall. Uh, this article, self-described sinner, reveals the pros and cons of dating a Mormon in Utah. So this this is one of these stories. <laughs> this is a TikTok star, which. I I question the title in general, TikTok star, but whatever. Sierra Mist is her name, and that's not her name, obviously, uh, but that's her name on TikTok. Uh, she's from Florida. She lives in Salt Lake City now. That's where she met her Korean Mormon boyfriend. She's got 3.1 million followers, and she shares about uh, you know the different quirks about dating a Mormon person. Uh, she explained in a recent video that she likes Drinking, and basically everything else a Mormon is not supposed to do, she said. The number one pro of dating a Korean Mormon is the food, but she's afraid to meet his mom because she doesn't know how to use chopsticks. Uh, she also added that her boyfriend has no problem with her imbibing in front of him, even though he is sober. But she finds it sort of odd that since she started dating him, that she judges herself drinking when he is not drinking does so it, it's an interesting thought does your does your wife ever feel that way so so uh does my wife ever feel that way like that when like, she would drink like in a, front of me or something or like when that? she
1: is not following what we might consider the lds standards i don't know if how, how much she does or doesn't but she's not, not a member so she's not like obligated to does she ever feel guilty that maybe she's not doing some things the same way you're doing them or anything uh, like
0: that? No, no, I don't think that she feels guilty about that at, at all. And and I wouldn't want her to, obviously, to feel guilty. I right. think that's a, a, a thing. Um, we often, not often, we sometimes will comment about how things are sort of different or some of the quirky things. Uh, within the the LDS church and the doctrine specifically like word of wisdom things and if we're getting right down to it specifically coffee we have several discussions I've never drank coffee I don't wish to drink coffee Uh, it's not something that I would like to do it's not something I've chosen to do she does I have zero feelings about it Um, but but it is a thing that we have commented uh, a few times um, especially like as it relates to my favorite meme you know of Jesus hugging the person as they come to the celestial kingdom, and the little blurb says, "Thank you for not drinking coffee." Like we <laughs> we we sort of talk about you know some of the things that maybe we put too much emphasis on, or, or you know, I think it applies with this
1: TikTok lady girl, whatever mm-hmm. TikTok person. She's a, a TikTok star. Thank you, star. Oh yeah, TikTok uh, star. Because the way she describes the whole con- thing is from a sinner, right? And I think that's probably telling because she probably has been made to feel like a sinner mm-hmm. when really, and, and maybe I'm I'm wrong on this and I'd love to hear other people's point of view. The reason if I drank coffee, I'd be sinning is because I made a covenant not to make, drink coffee sure, or drink alcohol. But it that, that covenant doesn't necessarily apply to someone who hasn't made the covenant, right? I mean, I'm not saying... Drinking alcohol or whatever may not be a sin depending on how you go about it or whatever. But I think for the most part, you're a, it's it's a sin for me to do it because I've made a covenant not to. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily a, a sin for someone else to do it. I mean, that's between them and the Savior, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I just I just wonder. So isn't that, that that's a telling thing in our culture that we basically made other people feel that they're below us? and sinning just by living a lifestyle that is different than how we are. It's just, it's just something that maybe I try to change. So for mm-hmm. instance, when mm-hmm. I started traveling a lot uh, with work and the word of wisdom, I grew up in Utah, I'd always worked in Utah. Everyone knows our standards in Utah. Cause how can you not by living in Utah? Sure. So I never had to describe why I wasn't drinking alcohol. Mm-hmm. And then I started, I moved to Texas and I started traveling and, and I noticed when I would start talking to people about why I'm not drinking alcohol. Just me describing it made people feel like I was judging them. Interesting. And it was a strange thing for me because I wasn't at all. So I had to start talking about it slightly different. And I started talking about it in the sense that this is a personal decision that I've made to bring myself closer to God or something like that. And when I put it in that context, and sometimes Mm -hmm. I describe it as like, lent only all the year round and mm-hmm. people get
0: get that yeah yeah sometimes i describe the weird the word of wisdom as year round lent
1: <laughs> yeah well it helps people understand what i'm sure so so the same people who were relatively felt relatively judged by me sure after i described it that way i was in a a few months later this actually happened in the first six months and then a few months later i was at a a cocktail party at a big event that we were doing and i was drinking this little glass of um ginger ale because i was I, they didn't have anything else that i could drink at the thing other than water and i didn't want to drink water but they but at this particular event they put they usually in they usually put alcohol and non-alcoholic drinks in different glasses so you mm-hmm. can tell but in this event it was just like they had one type of glass so that's all we had and so I'm drinking this ginger ale and both of these guys who i had had an issue with came up to me and were like, are you OK? And I'm like, why? What? What? Yep. And they thought I was drinking alcohol and they assumed that if I was drinking alcohol, something major was going on with me.
0: Yeah. A so shift went, inside of you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So the, the conversation changed from them feeling, you know, uh, judged by me to them looking out for me which is a really interesting switch. So it's one of the ways I now describe it. I, I try to, I try to put the word of wisdom as something I choose to do and it betters my life. And I think that's a better way of, of discussing it as opposed to alcohol is a sin. Sure. People who drink it are bad, you know, you know, coffee's a sin, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It also yeah. helps people understand why, why we don't drink coffee. Yeah. It's easy for them to, I, I give this up. So I have a personal mm-hmm. relationship with Jesus Christ. I think people get that better. They may, they may not understand why that gives you a better re- uh, relationship with Jesus Christ, but that's right. okay. Right?
0: right. Right. Yeah. Cause I think it, it's interesting to me. And we've talked about this a bunch uh, with word of wisdom stuff. Like if you try and explain it like, Oh, the health benefits of this and the this and this and this right where those things may exist, you're it's just, it's just not the way to go about it. If you're choosing to live the word of wisdom it's because you've received the the word of wisdom and said, "I'm going to do that." That's right. Anything else that you try and explain to people, like I can remember as Elder Stedman in uh, Cleveland, Ohio, trying to explain the tannins in black tea and all that stuff, and I just wish I could go back and just be like, "No, it, it's it we, it's a thing, and you you do it." And it just opens a can of worms, anyway. Like right. you, could, if
1: you start going down the health side how many things do we do that are unhealthy that are as bad or worse and drinking coffee, like overeating or, or eating too much sugar. I mean, you can just start naming them and then they'll, that's, that's the conversation you're having. Or you can Mm -hmm. talk about how it brings you closer to Jesus Christ and, That's the end of the conversation,
0: which if you flip that conversation on its head and you start to think, okay, well, if it's the Lord's law of health and sure, I'm uh, uh, abstaining from blank, blank and blank. But I have a a major problem with blank, blank and blank. Hey, spirit of the law, maybe maybe that's part of it. And we need to consider that. So, yeah, uh, we digress. Uh, Oh, we can uh, digress. That should be
1: this this section (laughs) called this whole section is called we digress
0: uh she she also that is sierra missed the tiktok star where this all started also loves that uh dating her korean mormon boyfriend allows her to always have a designated driver so there that's that there there let's put that right there what else do you have sir um some mormon tabernacle choir stuff okay um couple stories i noticed yeah there was a few so the first
1: one i want to the they met you know that i i like it um it's kind of LDS related, but it is a uh, friend. Uh, uh, if you ever watched the Christmas specials mm-hmm. and several other specials with Mormon Tabernacle choir, a, a guest that has been on several times is one of my favorite guests. He hasn't been on very often, but the ones he has been on is a guy named David McCullough. Okay. David McCullough wrote some amazing books on history. One of the most famous one is ones on John Adams. It was made into a mini series on HBO. Uh, I think it was, I can't remember who it starred, but he passed away recently. And there's a really wonderful tribute to him. If you want to see what he brings, type in David McCullough, Mormon Tabernacle Choir Christmas. And he talks about um, he talks about the writing of A Little Town of Bethlehem and a story where where Winston Churchill was was here in the U.S. during the World War II, during the World War II. <laughs> Mm -hmm. during world war ii and um also uh i'll be home for christmas that is a really wonderful christmas special so if you have a chance to pull that up on youtube you can understand where this historian and he's more than a historian he's one of the best storytellers um ever so he passed away recently the other one was if you missed it on sunday the piano guys the mm-hmm. piano guys. Yes, did, uh, those piano guys. Those ones. The, the, those, those, the, anyway, the piano guys. Um, They were, did the music and spoken word. Yes. Well, it was yesterday to us today. I don't know when this is going to be published. Later. So, later. Beyond today. Mm-hmm. But in a very recent. <laughs> in a very recent. Um, so just go on and search for the piano guys, music and the spoken word is really it's really good and then there's a a great little article about um uh uh, about the study a playlist a new playlist on spotify you can get it and it's a it's uh it's to help your kids study using all kinds of mormon music
0: so those those are the three stories i have with mormon tabernacle choir and you missed the one that i thought you were going to do which one was that so so I don't know if people uh, know this or not, but there's a there's a warm up person for the uh, the Mormon Tabernacle or I'm sorry, the Tabernacle Choir at Temple Square. They have someone that kind of like warms up the crowd like up comedian. Everything. Yeah, almost lets people know what's going on, all the things. And uh, most people, I think, assume that it's Lloyd Newell, the uh, fantastic voice that you hear during um, the broadcast. It's not. Oh, that's what I would have assumed. Nope, it is not. You know who does warm-up for the Tabernacle Choir at Temple Square? Louis C.K. No, it's <laughs> Thurl Bailey. A recent Oh, calling really? Oh, I Extended did to Thurl Bailey. Uh he I I don't think that the calling is warm-up guy, but he uh he does, you know, do the announcements before the the broadcast begins. Loves the calling, is an amazing singer, uh, and enjoying that. So call is he a member of the 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 tabernacle choir, or is he just this is just as this? Well, I think so. I think by his calling, he technically is a member of the choir, but I do not think that you will see the camera pan um, to him singing. I was gonna say, if he's if he's singing with the choir, they've got to put him at the back. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) super tall, super tall. If he said put him in the front, three rows get covered up. And and I just found this the uh, exact title. Is he is uh, and and of course the article says he made his rookie debut because you know sports yeah, and things. Yeah. He is the audience greeter for the Tabernacle Choir at Temple Square. Awesome
1: audience greet. That's, that's good. That would be a fun calling actually, as long as I could then sing with the Mormon Tabernacle Choir too. Get to just say hi to everyone. I would totally do that job. Yeah, I wouldn't do it as well as
0: Thurl Bailey. No, but I'd, uh, no, I'd, yeah, not nearly as well. But, but you it would, would do fun. it. We'd be I'd like. Do it. We'd be like, well, we like the old guy better, but Mr. Mayor's okay. Yeah. That keeps. Tra- he kind of to- ha- the difference between me and Kyle. we yeah. like the old, we old, old guy better, but yeah, it's yeah. okay. Yeah, brother Kyle was, uh, you know, we loved him. Yeah, Mr. Mary's good. He's <laughs> fine. <laughs> Stop it. We we love everyone individually. Uh, the traveling tabernacle. This is just real quick. Uh, it's a it's a thing that. I don't know that there's many places in the world that this could exist, Um, but there is a tabernacle set to side the size that we read about in the Bible that is traveling around Utah and southern Idaho. Uh, It gets set up and then people are able to go visit and be able to ask the questions of like, what is this? And the inner sanctuary and all the things, the holy of holies. You know, and being able to to share with people what the tabernacle that we read about in the Bible would have looked like. I believe it it was in Layton recently. I think my my sister in law talked about that. It's doing the it's doing the world tour, and I'm not joking. There's a website dedicated to it. Uh, They did Layton. I think they're now in Cache Valley, which is where Logan, the most northern part of uh, Utah, and I think that kind of bleeds into southern Idaho because not only geographically but culturally that's how it is up there so uh the traveling tabernacle i would love a t-shirt that says so it's tabernacle you said world tour so they'll
1: finish when they get to saint george
0: yeah 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 the the latter-day saint world to be clear the inner corridor the intermountain the
1: uh, jello it might make it down as far as mesa arizona
0: yeah, the jello belt as yeah, some the like hello belt. Yeah, that some like to jokingly call it. Uh, other stories. Let's do a list. Don't worry, we're still gonna get to jumbo ears at whoop up days. I'm just, you know, teasing sure. it. Sure. 14 things you didn't know that a latter-day saint invented. The editor's note that is not necessary here says. This is not a comprehensive list. There have been dozens of important inventions by Latter-day Saints throughout the years, but this is merely a sampling. (laughs) (laughs) Because someone's feelings got hurt. 14 things. The rhodometer. You probably know about this one. Uh, The concept of an odometer was not new when the Latter-day Saint pioneers began heading west. In fact, different people like Benjamin Franklin had been developing their own versions of the odometer for centuries. However, the one invented by Latter-day Saint pioneers William Clayton and Appleton Milo Harmon was the first designed for use with wagon trains, and it's often referred to as the predecessor of the modern odometer. So the roadometer, and I think that's a little tick.
1: Kind of ingenious what he was thinking. He's just like, I am sick of counting, because that's what they were doing originally. He mm-hmm. was counting the number of, like. I think they put like a little rag on one of the spokes so that he could count every time that rag came around. It might've been a paint mark or some other thing to mark up anyway. um, And he was, as how I would be too, is like, I'm so sick of this. This sucks. I've been doing this for days. I'm hungry. It's hot. And I have to deal with this. So he came, he came up with the rhodometer, which is actually quite ingenious. So,
0: well, and, and you think about most things are invented because people don't want to deal with whatever was going on before. That's right. We just. It, I'm so sick of this. It's an advancement. I'm to figure out a way it, to do it. Yeah. So that I never have to figure it out again. Uh, Jonathan Browning, or we might know him as the father of modern firearms, a conduit from Tennessee, had a prominent gun shop in Nauvoo, which you can actually see when you do the tour in Nauvoo. Uh, he improved firearms. That's his invention. It's not a specific thing, um, but he invented and improved on existing designs leading to his invention of the sliding breech repre- repeating rifle often referred to as a harmonica gun uh, he was a convert and devoted member of the church until he passed away he and also, if you want to go to the ogden Uni- union station
1: there's a whole museum uh, uh up there and i grew up always do you know how many times i've been through that museum
0: uh Era, 72 uh, May-
1: many field trips growing up and many times my mom was like every you guys are not doing anything during the summer we're going to go down to to the browning museum so anyway so i've seen all but it is pretty interesting and and many of his guns are what um what you would call uh uh like changed warfare in both the civil war but especially in like the old west and world war one Right. Hmm. All the way up to,
0: yeah. I didn't realize that the impact was that far spread. Yep. Uh, number three is a television. Most likely people know about this. Philo T. Farnsworth came from classic Latter day Pioneer stock, uh, a grandfather who'd followed Brigham Young to Utah. He was born in Beaver, Utah, and the television uh, is sort of attributed to him. There's also all sorts of scandal that was it really him, et cetera. But for the sake of this list, and because we've already spent way more time on the first three, I'll move on. Alvin McBurney, uh, not born into the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, an only child who grew up developing his own ham radios and learning to play the banjo, invented the pedal steel guitar. You had no idea.
1: Totally did. But you did? I also play the guitar.
0: Uh, heart transplants had been performed by surgeons as early as the 1960s, but it wasn't until 1982 that the idea of using an official an artificial heart to save lives became a reality. Latter-day Saint Dr. William DeVries, or DeVries, born in Ogden, attended medical school at the University of Utah. He was a researcher for Dr. Willem Kolff and performed his first artificial heart surgeries on animals while in this role.
1: I also knew that, too, because I was a paperboy in Ogden, and so Ogden Standard Examiner covered this story quite a bit.
0: On December 2nd, 1982, DeVries implanted a Jarvik 7 artificial heart into a fellow Latter-day Saint, Barney Clark. So everything about the first artificial heart, very Latter-day Saint. Number six is the electric traffic light. Let me just go through the rest of these. Seven is digital sound. Uh, that's a gentleman by the name of Thomas Stockham. Uh, number eight is the hearing aid. Thanks to Latter-day Saint Har- Harvey Fletcher. I'm sorry, huh? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. You couldn't my just wife, let it go, My wife, my wife hates that joke. <laughs> um, artificial diamonds invented by the uh, Latter-day Saint Howard Tracy Hall. Uh, lasers in surgery invented by Provo born john aldous dixon uh gore-tex i was excited to learn about that gore-tex invited uh, invented by uh, robert w gore <laughs> and i'm not joking that's, that's his name that's real okay uh although that is the joke that i would absolutely make i uh, invented gore-tex latter-day saint uh kidney dialysis shunt and lightweight treadmill uh also both invented by, by robert shunt <laughs> and, and and uh daniel w treadmill <laughs> uh wayne no wayne quinton the latter-day saint born in rigby idaho and then finally as we make this medical informatics which is computer i'm sorry computers in the medical field uh invented by latter-day saint homer r warner so props to all of those makes you want to
1: like throw a, a piece of um uh, paper, and then have a glass break
0: yeah. yeah, uh, you know what that list did not include what's that? and maybe most importantly, so let's make this addition the Tater tot invented by oh, that is Saints. the most
1: important of all of them
0: above the above every other one. the, the inventor <laughs> the inventor his name is f Nephi Grig. he went by nefe. He was born in Nampa, Idaho, the great grandson of I was gonna Apostle. say it's either
1: Nampa or or um or um Ontario, Oregon.
0: Yep, yeah, because or Ida. Ida I didn't I would I was three years ago old when I realized that or Ida, the uh, brand of tater tots is because it's on the border of Oregon and Idaho. Uh Nief is the grandson of Parley P. Pratt. Uh he dropped out of high school joined his 12 brothers and sisters working on this the family small cattle and dairy farms had all these different parts and pieces of the uh, potato that were left behind mashed them into little tater tots sold them and the rest as they say is history thanks and then, and then that led to a wonderful
1: scene in napoleon dynamite yeah,
0: couldn't have had that without neef neef grig what other stories do you have sir
1: um i think to see oh i was gonna you know apparently this was on the the culture hall yesterday i think you you posted it um mm-hmm. so if you were planning on saying this i'm totally stealing it no, you're but fine. there's a lot of uh myths we we've, we've discussed them before on the culture hall myths of who said what and apparently one of my favorite quotes of sister hinckley is uh is not attrib- actually attributed to her. It's constantly attributed to her, but it's not really something she said, apparently. Okay, the, what's the quote? The, what did she say? She said, I don't want to drive up to the, or supposedly said, I don't want to drive up to the pearly gates in a shiny sports car wearing beautifully tailored clothes, my hair ex- expertly coiffed and with long, perfectly manicured nails. Fingernails. I want to drive up in a station wagon that has mud on the wheels from taking kids to scalp camp. I want to be there with a smudge of peanut butter on my shirt from making sandwiches for sick neighbors neighbors' children's. I want to be there with a little dirt on my fingernails from helping to weed someone's garden. I want to be there with children's sticky kisses on my cheeks and the tears of a friend on my shoulder. I want the Lord to know I was really here and that I really live. Hmm. And apparently she did not say it. Now, here's the downside. I didn't finish reading the article. I was reading it, and then we started this. Mm. So I don't I don't actually know who actually wrote it, or if they found out who actually
0: wrote it. All I know is that she didn't say it. Ugh. But you know what she did say is that one, the children of this age, when they get to heaven, they'll say, in which time did you live? And we'll say, in the time of President Nelson, and a hush will fall over the crowd. Do you remember that quote? I do remember that. Like 20 years ago. By the way, not real. So everyone who perpetuates that still, and I've heard it in the not real distant, but you know, not, not, you know, not so far distant past, uh, that it's worth noting that it's not real. Don't keep saying it. A lot of vandalism in churches, uh, Idaho, the Boise area church burned down. It's not me. I
1: haven't been to Idaho in a long time.
0: Yeah. And why would you burn down a church, Mr. Mayor?
1: I don't know, but it's just not me.
0: I, I know that you wouldn't do it because they are they have hymn books in churches and you love the hymn book more than anyone else I know. Maybe I do love if, you the got, hymn book. if you got the hymn book to safety, maybe I would consider you. Um but nope, I don't By know. the way, I haven't always loved hymns. <laughs> I yeah. used to think they were boring and stupid. Well, it's because you grew. When yeah. you when you uh were a child, you liked childish things, but now you are a man. I still you, like childish things. And you look through a glass darkly. I don't know the scriptures uh, so churches that is the uh arson issue in uh, Idaho um that the members that attended that and there were three wards that were attending that church have been uh, reassigned and going to different places um I don't think that anyone has been caught in that particular arson situation uh there were eight Latter-day Saint churches that were found vandalized in Washington County it was uh in St George and Hurricane uh all six churches in saint george were hit the two in hurricane the times of the incidents uh lead people to believe that they were back to back to back they yelled profanities at the reporting person um several of these were um spray painted tagged on the outside of the building um, if you check out the show notes, you can see some of the vandalism, if that's a thing that you would like to check out, only one pane of the double pane windows were broken in some instances, but still those windows have to be replaced. Uh, according, um, to reports, it typically costs between 900 and $1,200 per window. So several thousands of dollars uh, worth of damage there that's Southern Utah also in the Sandy Draper area several churches uh have been uh, vandalized both from broken being broken into and being destroyed on the inside to being tagged on the outside um and several of these linked back based on some of the uh the graffiti that's been sprayed it's, it's all Antifa to, right it's Antifa. yeah 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 it's all linked back to the um the AP uh, uh, abuse article uh and all of the attention uh, that that has brought recently and also um some reference uh, the church and their involvement uh in the boy scouts and they're trying to make a claim with the the boy scouts and be done with that that whole settlement so it's uh yeah it's understand an interesting why time. people
1: are upset about uh or, or uh, either one of those issues but mm-hmm. um not not appropriate to do
0: Yeah. You don't ruin other people's stuff. Yeah. I mean, for a few reasons, one, it's illegal and then you find yourself in jail or facing huge penalties and fines, right? Two, I don't think that it it ever changes anything. I don't think that someone goes, you know what? I'm perfectly fine with the AP article and what the church is doing as far as abuse victims go. Then they go to church and see the vandalism and all that and go, oh, you know what? I'm going to change my mind. I don't think that that's a thing that they do. So- I appreciate what people are trying to do in that they're upset and don't know how to deal with their feelings. But I would say maybe use your words and not your actions. Exactly.
1: I think there are a lot of great,
0: good ways to get people's attention, but that's not it. I know that we're still going to get to Jumbo Wears at Whoop Up Days, but may I read you another quick list? Please do. I'm only going to do love the, the highlights here uh names i'll try and terms, not to interrupt
1: as much as i can
0: names and terms that are no longer used by the church uh area authority 70 is the new one. Uh, Oh, is it no?
1: it's no longer used by the church yeah we no longer use it?
0: it we say area 70 okay, okay. There, there's no longer area supervisors we say general authority assistant to the 12 is a general authority we don't say auxiliaries we don't say bishop's court bishop i'm glad we don't say auxiliaries by the way it makes, bishopric youth committee is gone uh, church disciplinary council, church service missionary, disfellowship or disfellowshipment is gone, duty to God, excommunication, faith in God, family home evening, first council of the 70, general board, general women's meeting, gospel essentials, gospel principles, gospel doctrine class, all gone, high priest group leader, homemaking meeting, home teaching, inspired version, that being the, uh, instead we use the Joseph Smith translation. Junior primary, we were not supposed to say mutual, new beginnings, personal priesthood interview, personal progress, regional representative, regional representative seminar, servicemen's group, visiting teaching, welfare committee at the stake or the ward level. All done. Don't use those terms. Yep. They're all bad. You'll be, you'll be,
1: I was going to say you'll be excommunicated.
0: Yeah. It's a win for Satan when you use any of those words. Uh, Other things that maybe we should hit up in this. Uh, Terrible flooding in Kentucky recently. Churches helped step in. Uh, It's interesting to me. I always look when the church helps out in those humanitarian aids. Are we still wearing the yellow shirts? We're still wearing the yellow shirts. And that's a big deal because those yellow shirts say Mormon helping hands. So we haven't developed the Latter-day Saint helping hand yellow shirts yet. they do still
1: say Mormon helping hands? Yeah, because it's the same shirts. Maybe it's they they printed them. We tell we get through them, we
0: can't buy new ones. Yeah, yeah, they're perfectly good shirts. They keep making the circle at the uh, Deseret Industries. Uh, this was interesting. You can find this link in the show notes. Uh, the church shrinking in Oregon. A southeast Portland church is left behind. Uh, there are not enough people uh, in there to fill the seats, so they sort of closed that building and and uh, it's for sale available for purchase from other people, $11.4 million for people looking to to purchase that.
1: It'll either be another church, a reception center, or a community theater.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if Utah has taught us anything. <laughs> uh, it's been empty now for a couple years, 26,000 square feet. And it, it brought up to mind a term that I had never heard before. Uh, and it makes sense. It's sort of self-explanatory as to what it is. It's called mormon flight and i didn't know i didn't realize that that was the term when um you know members of the church don't live in a particular area anymore or they've left the church they're deeming that as mormon flight just a term i'd never heard thought that that was kind of interesting
1: mormon flight
0: yeah that's a
1: i don't know it almost sounds negative but it doesn't really you can well, see well I mean, it just is what it is,
0: right? Yeah. Maybe it may it You're feels just, negative or something like that, but it is. But people it's the common want...
1: of different places, right? Like, yep i I lived for a few months for a job in Rome, New York, and I remember it was a full ward building. It was, and they were technically still a ward because no one had demoted them, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it was after the Rome, New York um, Air Force Base closed, mm-hmm. and. And I was there for three months and I sat on the PEC. Cal- I I back I, when something that you we don't use anymore, PEC, but uh back then they had the PEC. I because I was lo- local and I was I had the priesthood, I, I was put to work because <laughs> they just didn't have very much. I mean, it was barely, I mean it was just a branch, really, yeah, even though they had not been demoted. So I mean, there's lots of reasons why Mormons leave an area or members of the Church of Jesus Christ anyway um leave an area so i mean it's just the ebb ebb and flow of society i bet there's likely places all along the coasts that will have change as people move to texas because that's what everyone's doing it seems like lately everyone's moving to texas (laughs) uh
0: a couple other stories as we kind of round this out because i do want to make sure that we 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 like to stick this at right about an hour if this is your first episode of the cultural hall that's what we try to do a couple episodes a week at about an hour um this has been going around the news, um, and I know that this particular person has been banned, but um, I think it was women's volleyball the other night at uh, Brigham Young University. There mm-hmm. was a fan who was yelling racial slurs at the Duke volleyball team. and uh, I read
1: this, and it made me sad.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's, and it's all sorts of racial slurs, not just one. You probably got one that you've put in your mind and said, I bet it's that one. The it's big that N? one it's yeah it's that one and many others Uh, um the uh i think my biggest problem with it it was going on and why weren't they kicked out
1: during the game they they made it most of the game i saw thing on it. i don't think they were ever kicked out that's i think my problem with it
0: well and so to me like i sort of think about this you know kind of scenario right i'm at a game And I hear someone being um, racist, right? Yelling racial slurs. I think at first I'd maybe go, okay, maybe that was a one-time thing. I don't permit it. It's not allowable. It's disgusting. But maybe I don't do something after one. I think after two, I think I probably turn and say, hey, man or woman, "I, I really, I don't appreciate that. I think that that's inappropriate. Please don't do that anymore, right? So that's sort of two for me. I think... I think if it goes, it continues, it persists. I think at about three or maybe four, I turn around and go, you know what? Hey, really inappropriate. And I'm going to just have to ask you to stop. Will you please stop doing that? Whether it's because, you know, it's a, it's offensive to me. I feel like it's offensive to others. It's not appropriate, you know, all the things and try and rationally speak to the person. And then I think I go tell, you know, someone that can, that can, um, you know, escort them out or explain the gravity of what they're doing. will ban them from athletic events in perpetuity, which is what ended up happening. They're not allowed at any more BYU athletic events. Good. But, but, but yeah, I mean, is it, is it, have, are we living in a world now where people uh, can't stand up for things that are right or that we're like, well, they get to say whatever they want, even though I don't agree with it or, you know, i mean i'm a big free speech advocate right
1: but but i think uh i think it's not a i mean it is a free speech thing they have the right to say whatever they want to i think my issue is 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 byu should take action and they did it sounds like they did but even in the midst of the game someone should have because that because that that they're they need to be able to protect um in all forms everyone there and and make it a place that Everyone can feel comfortable coming and participating in sport. And since it reflects on BYU, I think that's why it should have been taken care of. Mm-hmm. Not that if they were standing outside in a public place yelling that thing, uh, I would I would des- definitely disagree with them. But I would also stand up for the right to say it. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But not in a in a because BYU is a private school. So they have the right to restrict free speech based on their standards. Right. Mm-hmm. inside their facilities inside their buildings on their property so it's not a public place a lot of people forget that you can't just go to someone someone's home and start yelling at them without being kicked out right Mm -hmm. it's the Mm -hmm. same way with a private private situation and that's where i struggle with it
0: well and i just think be a better person that's the that's also
1: where i come around with it just just just
0: just like be a better person
1: it's like why would you do that like what, what 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 value do you get out of do i just don't even see what what people get out of it maybe just to stir up the other team i i don't know
0: well and and then they also the big sort of question is like how in a day and age in which we live can you say those things because you first of all you're not ignorant knowing that those things aren't offensive right i can't imagine that you don't know how offensive those things are yeah it's not like taking someone out of the 30s Right, which it wasn't right back
1: then. it's not right now, so don't take, make it seem like that's what I'm saying. but somewhere where it was more acceptable right forwarding them in time and dropping them in the middle of abuse, I think you could go, hey, they may not know the difference right. of what is bad yeah. and what is good
0: yeah, you clearly know and you persist yeah and and you think that it's okay like I just I don't know it's it's a it's a gross situation as you mentioned as we kind of started in this and I just I'm glad that they have banned, uh, that person from, I do appreciate that they, events. they banned them and everything else. I just
1: wish or hope that they would have a little bit more and, and maybe it's tougher and I wasn't there, but I wish someone would have got on it during the game instead of afterwards when people come, cause apparently they complained during the game and nothing really changed. Yeah. And so,
0: well, and people and people don't know, uh, you know, you put yourself in that situation. And again, I'm not given permission for it, but likely those, those people that are ushers are college kids. No, that's true. Who don't know how to handle such a situation. And I'm sure that there's every level of like protocol and here's the authority that you have to do all that. You would hope that they would be um, made aware Uh, of that quickly and be able to dismiss that and be able to get those, that person out of there grateful that they did something. But yeah, why, why, why does that even exist in general is a massive, massive problem. And that's what people are saying online about it is like, how, how is, how is this happening? BYU, what are we doing here?
1: Like, Uh, like in happy Valley, is that still a prominent thought? I don't enough that someone showed up at a game and, and started throwing those slurs out. Well, there.
0: well, and you remember a couple of years ago, we talked about the story here in the cultural hall about the two missionaries. I think he was from, one of them was uh, from Panama. The other guy was probably Kansas or Idaho or something like that. Uh, and they were walking, uh, I, I want to say Payson or Salem, which is Southern yeah. Utah County. And uh, they were jumped and several racial slurs yelled at the, the uh, missionary from Panama. Um, those people that beat those guys up, uh have since gone to jail served sometimes some may even still be there but that's that's in the last five years that these missionaries uh were were jumped and beaten and to be clear also not the white missionary just uh the panamanian missionary was yelled at and it makes
1: us white people look so good
0: uh the (laughs) This is super sad, and our hearts go out to Sam Brown, previous guest of the Cultural Hall. He's been here a couple times. You can listen to his episodes, 154 and 515. Um, his wife passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, Kate Holbrook is who his wife is. She's a, she's an historian, a writer, and the champion of Latter-day Saint women's history. She died Saturday, August 20th. Uh, she was 50 years old. And had a rare cancer of the eye. That's how she passed away. Um, if if you uh, if if you want to read um, the grief of a man who truly loved his wife, you can find Sam Brown over on Twitter. And we'll leave a link for it in the show notes. He just loved her, and I know every man loves his wife, but he he in a way that I don't feel like I would have the words to do so very eloquently um has been able to not only share what he and his family uh, are feeling at the loss of Kate um, but but in a way, sort of weaves it as how the church must be feeling by this, you know, this amazing, amazing um historian, did a tremendous amount of work, very giving, um, and you can just sort of read his journey through it. it and it's sad it's very sweet it's very you know tender um but yeah uh our condolences and certainly love to see him and his family for Kate Holbrook who passed away a little over a week ago now uh couple of last things let's do this uh if you haven't seen this yet it's worth checking out there is a TikTok video i think this is ring camera footage of two missionaries uh, going to a porch the uh, doormat at the porch says gayest place in town. You don't see that in the video, uh, but you do see two elders walking to a door. Uh, the one elder says, starts reading the doormat out loud, says gayest place. And then the other elder says, nope. And they turn and walk away from the door. Now, I feel like everyone needs the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I'm not saying that, uh, you know, that this is appropriate or whatever. I am saying to anyone listening who has kids who might serve missionaries, there are cameras everywhere. So know that you, uh, are always being watched, but the, the timing of this, uh, where the one elder starts to read the doormat and then the other one says, Nope. Uh, Yeah, I agree. the, The timing is funny. The sentiment is way off. They should have knocked on the door and talked to the people. Um, a lot of people you know of course take from this that it's homophobic and that you know oh they don't really want it there's not a place for them a lot of people extrapolate a lot of things out of this um there's an article that you will have linked that has a picture of the doormat it's it it's just one of those things that it it shouldn't have happened missionaries should know better and do better the uh the timing The unplanned timing of the two elders in this particular scenario, pretty funny, Uh, and the TikToker named Jamie Faust ninety four is where you can find it if you aren't able to find it in the show notes.
1: I'll tell you though, and I'm not trying to just say that they they were they probably they definitely should have knocked on the door. But what I I just know when I was on a mission, if I noticed like this house is likely very Catholic or very buddhist or something like that i wouldn't knock on their door not you, because you i would a, not i would not because Interesting. I, I, I felt and I, over time in uh i felt like it was the least effective way to get get a conversation with hmm. someone who was very strong like t- enough to put a buddha outside the door with incense coming on or, mm-hmm. or the, the, the ones that are obviously very very catholic or or very very even some of the maybe the evangelicals and stuff like this standing at the door is likely not the way I'm going to talk to them. I'm much more likely going to get a better conversation on the street or at the store or somewhere else. And you know what I mean? So it was probably something that I jaded myself over time and it was probably wrong. But by the end of my mission, I was like, I wouldn't even waste my time on that because often I would get into, and it would just hold me there for a lot longer and not be any value. And I really, really probably could do it a different way. So I'm not saying I was right. I Hmm. probably was not right as an, as an adult looking back. But I will tell you that maybe after a lot of times, they're just like, I I just, if I'm going to talk to this person, it'll be, it it won't be here at the door. Hmm. You know what I mean? And so maybe I'll give them that, that benefit of the doubt. What I'm not saying, everyone who's listening to this, who's probably screaming at me right now, I'm not saying it was right. And I'm saying that as an adult looking back. They should have knocked on the door, but right. I can understand the idea of I don't know. Maybe I don't want to get into this conversation today.
0: <laughs> yep. Well, and I and 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 if I can if I can relate like my experience like to me, I could not have felt more differently. And when I found myself not trying to talk to someone, this is sort of my social inapropo that I do. I found myself leaning more into it, <laughs> not fighting, but that that I like, I really was like. You know, every rock shall be turned, all the things that I just was like, listen, this is the chance for this person in this time. Knock, knock, knock. They didn't answer. Knock, knock, knock. They didn't answer. Like I would do the two knocks or the two doorbell rings to try and get to different people because I was like, this, this is the thing. Anyway.
1: Mine came from tracking was the least effective thing sure. that I did. And so why spend my time on someone who's likely going to be? It was, again, wrong.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, but I mean, to the other side of that, though, that the the uh, the um, discussion could be had that, like, if you went to a door and you're like, oh, hey, this person already has this faith and and it's evident by all this stuff. By the time that you saved by not knocking there, maybe you allowed yourself the time to be able to go to another. That's exactly what my
1: thought was. Again, I
0: I, I think I probably leaned into that idea way too much. but. Anyway, a uh, couple of quick things. Let's let us be quick about this. You remember we talked about the sheriff up in Idaho, uh, pulled a gun on the young women's. They did the thankful turkeys. And then uh, he chased them with a gun, went to the car, pulled her hair, didn't recognize who she was. Uh, he has written a letter to the judge. He await awaits sentencing. Um, part of his letter that he wrote to the judge says, I know the elements of the crime that I am pleading guilty to and can represent to the court that one, my actions were a threat of a threat to do violence to these people Two, I had the apparent ability to follow through with that threat and that three, it created a well-founded fear in these individuals that violence was imminent. He goes on to say, I acted impulsively that night. I did not know who was in the car or what their intentions were when I stopped it. That is not an excuse. It is a fact. It does not in any way assuage the guilt that I feel or the gravity of my actions. I did this and I am sorry. I apologize to the girls, the community I love, and this court. He used to be the sheriff, was since dismissed, and he is awaiting his sentencing on the 25th of October. We'll keep you updated as far as that goes. Uh, the church has released 31 area 70s, called a bunch of new stake presidents, too. If you like to see what these people do for a living, which is a thing that I kind of like to do, you can check that out in the show notes at the culturalhall.com And dot com. And our
1: car dealers. That's all.
0: Well, and leaders of uh, mid to large size people. Uh, Companies, yeah, companies, presidents, CEOs. You don't get a car mechanic in the 70s, not very often. It's a small issue that I have. We can talk about that another time. When we haven't talked for too long about people who invented stuff, Andrew. Sorry. It's not your fault. <laughs> yes, it is, but Do that's kn- okay. Do you know what a jumbo ear is? No, it sounds like a big piece of corn. Okay, okay. I like that. I like that. Uh, I I think, though, I'm not 100% sure. I think some people call these elephant ears. Some people call them Indian fry bread. I hope that that's uh. An, uh, an appropriate term to use. Um, but it was uh, a booth that had been a part of whoop up days for decades has changed ownership. And this year... It's being used as a fundraiser for the Lethbridge Longhorns. Lethbridge is in Alberta, Canada. Uh, This booth, apparently at the Hoop Up Days, was owned and operated by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The Jumbo Ears booth began in the mid-1960s. They originally operated side-by-side with the Knights of Columbus Uh, In the mid 80s, the church introduced a product called Jumbo Ears, which is a deep fried dough topped with butter and cinnamon sugar. Mm. It was such a popular item, they discontinued all the other items that they sold and just decided to sell Jumbo Ears. Uh, It was a successful operation, which evolved over the 40 years. Uh, They were able to help many generations of scouts um, by the funds that were raised. So these are what my grandma grandma would have
1: called scones, but yet the rest of the world do not refer to them as scones
0: so but i think that scones is much smaller these are massive these are are massive 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 uh the church decided they will no longer do the fundraising that involves food preparation or the selling of food so read into that liability so as a result the church approached lethbridge and district exhibition and informed them of their decision they're taking it over so sorry if you're going to whoop up days or i'm sorry whoop days uh no, it is whoop up days. I had it. If you're going to whoop up days in Lethbridge, Alberta, Canada, uh, and you go get your favorite jumbo ear, it is not delivered to you by a Latter-day Saint anymore. Times are changing. Well, not necessarily you never know. It could be a Latter-day Saint. I mean, but pro but but not owned and operated by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Right. Yep. That makes sense. Yeah. Yep. 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 Uh I think that that's it. Are you prepared? Do you have what you need to be able to do this?
1: So if there was a drinking game, maybe Mm -hmm. drinking Diet Coke, you probably listen to these and say, will Brother Mayor or Mr. Mayor get it this week? We'll Mm -hmm. see how I do. Okay. We hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body.
0: And if you're not healthy enough to listen this week, you'll be healthy enough to listen next week and that when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, Chris at Alpine Lakes Travel, Brother Brent, Miracles, I told you so, Rick McGee, Debbie Wanless, and Chocolate Cake Bites Podcast, we'll be saving a seat for you on the back row of
1: of the the
0: Cultural Cultural. Hall. Save me a seat, it's
1: sure to be neat. On the back row, we really gotta go on the Cultural Hall show.